Thank you for turning into another episode of the Everyday Growth Podcast with your host, me, Anthony J. Here we search out for individuals who have had growth in one way or another during their lifetime. My next guest, I consider a really good friend of mine. From a former New Zealand police officer to a world traveler turned into an amazing coach for Cody McBroom at Boom Boom Performance, you can say my next guest is definitely living her best life. Like always, guys, grab a pen, grab some paper, and listen to how this next guest shows you how the growth mindset will definitely set you free. Without further ado, please give a huge welcome to Coach Lisa. Lisa, how are you doing today? I'm very well, thank you so much for having me on, Anthony. Um, I can only return what you said and say that um, I consider you a very good friend. It's interesting how we um, came from, like how we met to where we are today. Um, I think you and I met over just over a year ago um, through our um, nutrition coaching certifi certificates, our Cert 1 from NCI, is, is that right? Yeah, it's definitely, it's, it's around, I look back at Instagram and I think it's been around a year and it's definitely from NCI. It's just, I think a lot of us came together and some of us really like stuck together after that whole thing. And I'm glad that you and I did. We bring a lot of, I know, and you're, you are right. You are, you're a great friend of mine just because we have met in person. And if from what we're going to get into, you guys don't understand right now that she is nowhere near me right now. She is probably the farthest guest I've ever had on this show. And um, why don't we go ahead and start there? Where are you at? Because right now you could be anywhere from here to there to Bali to wherever. So, so where are you at right now? Uh, yeah, that's very true. Within the last four weeks, um, I have been to Bali. I've been, I just came back from Mallorca, which is a Spanish island in the Mediterranean Sea. I just came back from there yesterday and i'm currently in germany and that is exactly where i'm from um that's where i'm based at as well most of the time but i have also been living when you and i met um online i guess uh, i was living in new zealand with that is where i was living for the last nine years of my life so i i do love traveling um and um still i guess it just makes nutrition and fitness even more interesting for me so <laughs> i see it more as a challenge that is a huge, gigantic challenge that most of us fail when we do on vacation. We're just like, ah, fuck it. We're just going to eat whatever we want to eat. But that's the, that's the great thing about you too. And it's like, you have to, you have to be on track with what you're doing because you're traveling so much. It's almost mm -hmm. like from what I can see, you're away from home more than you are home. Um, that, at least that's how it feels. I mean, when you and I met, you were coming through and Chicago you were you weren't home for how long were you not home? You were traveling. You took you took a boat overseas, and then you're traveling all throughout the U.S. It was wild. It was just wild. <laughs> where, where does that where does that travel bug come from? Are your parents like that too? Yeah, they are actually. Um, even when I grew up, I mean, just living in Europe, traveling is so easy and convenient. But um, even when I grew up, like we'd probably go out of the country four to five times a year, just because it's, it's so easy. You can just say, "Oh, let's go on a weekend trip to." Switzerland or let's go to France for a week or something like that so it's definitely a bug which is in the has, has been in the family what's on the what's in the future do you have any plans already do you have anything trips planned right now uh, my next trip is actually back to the U.S. I'm coming to Seattle this time because we have a team meetup from the company that I work for, Boom Boom Performance, um, another nutrition and fitness uh, coaching company. Um, and we have our very first uh, team meetup. I will meet m my boss or I guess our founder, Cody, <laughs> for the first time, even though I have been working for him since March, which is great. <laughs> That's awesome. And that's where he's from, right? You're going to his hometown. Exactly. Yep. Yep. Because we have a bit of more, more or less headquarters um, over there now with um, like a training facility and a, a huge podcasting room and all, all the rest of it. So we'll be training together and just recording a lot of great content. That sounds awesome and safe travels when it does come to that time. But for right now, you know what? I, I know a little bit about your background, a little bit about you. I could probably know a little bit more. And um, I just know that our community doesn't know too much about you. So how did you get into this space? I mean, we can start from wherever you'd like to start. And I have a couple questions sure. here on how, believe it or not, guys, she was a New Zealand police officer that we're definitely going to dive into that, which is, <laughs> which is great, which is great. It's a great story. But go ahead and say, like, tell the people sure. where you're from and like how everything's going. How'd you get into the space? 
Um, yeah, so I have always been interested in fitness, um, well, more or less, or at least, let's say, some kind of physical activity. I was just um, active in high school and stuff. And then after high school, I tra traveled, believe it or not, for a year, and um, I gained about 20 pounds and was like, oh, holy cow, maybe this is the first time that I actually need to watch what I eat. But I still just, um, like, I kind of started training again, and some of the weight fell off, but I also started various diets from uh, low-fat to low-carb to paleo to, um, you, know, you name it, basically. Um, and at that stage, well, with paleo, I kind of started, or with CrossFit, I started paleo. <laughs> so I was always, I was always doing some sort of um, a training, like running and swimming and yoga. But then I found CrossFit and I totally fell in love with it. Like I loved the variety of it. I loved the community aspect, the, the lifting heavy, even though I never thought that I would love weights. But yeah, I really fell in love with that. Um, And um, just started training lots and lots. And of course, like most CrossFitters, um, you kind of get introduced either to zone or to paleo at one, one stage or another. Um, so yeah, I started eating paleo, uh, but I had my own version because before that, I was like low fat, low carb. And essentially, I was actually really just eating protein <laughs> with vegetables <laughs> and then binging uh, out occasionally on the weekends because I just couldn't contain myself anymore, you know, from um, all that training, you were so overworked. Um, uh, and at some, some point, uh, I thought to myself, this cannot be it. Like, this cannot be the only way to be lean or stay lean or whatever it is. Um, and I, at that point, I like read an article which uh, was titled how, how macros, no, how was that titled again? How donuts gave me a 90 kg snatch and abs. And for those of you that don't know how much 90 kg is, that's like roughly 200 pounds. And I was like, holy cow, I want that. I want abs and I want a 200 pound snatch. Why wouldn't I? And I like read the article and it basically went, um, or it was about how quantity is essentially what matters when it comes to weight and not just food quality and how we don't have to be paleo or eating clean or doing whole 30 or whatnot um, in order to see abs. And I was like, okay, cool. I'll, I'll try that. I like fully trusted an article started tracking my macros the next day with my fitness pal and just kind of had like generic settings in there but they seemed to work for a little while and I started feeling great I started eating all the foods that I had been restricting like cereals and pop tarts and <laughs> it was probably a little bit too much on the non-clean side to be fair in the beginning just because I really enjoyed that but um <laughs> I uh, sort of transitioned back into a bit of a hybrid of like 80-90% clean foods and then a lot of some fun foods thrown in here and there but I, the most important thing for me was that I ate more I leaned out and I felt better and I performed better. Um, and so from this personal experience, I started telling people about macros and um, like how eye-opening that was for me. And I just like coached people at the box um, and they like pretty much just friends gave recommendations. Um, and at that stage, as you said, that I was working at a, as a police officer in New Zealand, um, but I knew that I wanted to get out of the space for a number of reasons. Um, it, it was never like my real passion. I had studied sport and nutrition beforehand, before I got into the police, um, and becoming a police officer was just kind of an interest, something I wanted to try. And so when I was in it, I had a lot of great experiences, but I really struggled with the shift work, especially shift work paired with so much training, um, with not eating enough, but eating enough at the time and so on. So I knew I wanted to get out of it. And what were your, and what were your I, hours that you were working? What was your shift? Um, our shift patterns were horrible. Uh, we had two early shifts, two late shifts up until 3 AM and then two night shifts and then three days off. But one of those days is just sleeping and then the whole thing again and repeat that and repeat that and repeat that. So you never get used to anything. Like you don't get used to staying up until 3 a.m. You don't get used to doing a night shift. You just, your circadian rhythm is 
messed up. Like by the end of it, after a few years, I, I like a regular night, even when I um, was on annual leave or something like that, I would wake up six to eight times a night. No joke. And like, obviously that is, you don't get quality sleep if you wake up six to eight times. Um, I started, well, the real eye-opening thing was that one day I woke up and I couldn't turn my neck. And then I, I just thought, man, this, uh, I don't know, was that overtraining or was that from lack of sleep? And it was, it was everything together. Like I did, I basically did wrong, whatever I could do wrong. Um, I, yeah, just lack of sleep mostly, overtraining. And by that, I mean, I was doing CrossFit like six times a week, sometimes two sometimes twice a day and not just like oh, a little bit here and there it was like hard out trying to do or i did competitions and stuff um <clears throat> and just not prioritizing rest enough or basically everything and so i yeah i knew i wanted to get out of it and i started um, looking into nutrition coaching or first actually online personal training and that became nutrition coaching because I just realized that that was more my interest and started doing all the certs and educating myself and essentially um, started coaching for, for money on the side and then stopped working for the police and now I'm full-time with nutrition coaching and I love it. <laughs> and we can definitely say that uh, you're caught up on your sleep and you're living a way healthier lifestyle. So if anyone doesn't know yes. like the actual truth to that, if you go on Lisa's Instagram page and you go down to about a year, maybe a year and a half ago to when she started, look at her. She always posts like travel and how much she weighed and what she looked like. And then look at her today. It's like a totally different frame of mm -hmm. person. Like mm -hmm. you're so, you so much lean mass on you right now and so much lean muscle. Like you're Jack now, like you were Jack back then, but it's like, uh, yeah, it, no, it looks like you, easily put on I mean close to almost probably five to ten pounds I would say on just man on just mountain muscle like you look crazy today you look like this small little small little like if you look back at your graduation or like your last day picture that you posted yes. holy cow like this small little girl now you look at today you're like that's not that, that that has to be at least five years in the future it's not it's almost like a year and a half ago it's wild exactly oh no it, it really is I mean like um just weight wise I have like actually maintained my weight but as you're saying, it's most likely just like recompositioning. My macros pretty much stayed the same too, but just like just healthier coming from the inside out, from sleep, from, from everything else. So absolutely feeling so much better. What was your mindset about doing that much CrossFit? Did you just love it at that point? Or were you like me, you're just bit by the bug and you just wanted to be like, all right, if I want to be the next Annie Thor's daughter or the next Rich Froning, for you guys who don't know that, those are two super high-end you know, CrossFit people who have both, who have both won um, the games multiple times, but it's like, were you in that mindset? Like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to give it my all. And I have to do two sessions a day to even be good at it at all. Cause that's where I was. I was like, I have to do this eight times a week, you know, like every day I possibly can track in the set, track in the morning on Saturday, weights in the mm. afternoon, eating food in between. And I was hormonally fucked. I mean, yeah. I was, I was trashed. I couldn't, I was not sleeping. I couldn't get enough food in. I never felt recovered. I always felt tired. Mm -hmm. um, and that, but was that kind of like your mindset? You're just like, I'm going to do this full in and just, this is what we do, right? This is what <laughs> they tell us to do. Uh, it was a bit of a combination of the, those, both of those, I guess. Um, I totally, like the first half year, I probably thought I can do this. Like I can get real good at it. <laughs> and that's why, why I started like training multiple times and so on. At some point I realized, okay, hang on, I'm not actually getting that much stronger within a year or like not as nowhere near as strong as some of these games athletes. But at that stage, I was just loving it. Like I loved, it was the highlight of my day. I'm not joking. You know, when you have a, right. a mundane job that you just go to for, for the re for like making money and nothing else really to keep you going. You're like, yeah, this is awesome. And of course you have to consider, I mean, it's exercise. So you're going to get an adrenaline release. You're going to get a serotonin release and all these things. And, and it, you just, you, you finish, you leave the box and you feel great. And then in addition to that, you find a lot of new friends and that makes it even better. So all in all, I was just hooked on the whole sentiment on the whole community aspect as well. And just giving me a purpose really. Yeah, that's the biggest thing to try to get out of like that fixed mindset of just 
beating your head against the wall every single day, you know, putting on the uniform, going to work, mm-hmm. doing the same shit. And then mm-hmm. you finally go into something that like the gym or like the box where you can go and you were, it sounded like you were, you were coaching at that time. Cause I know you kind of coach yes. on and off now also. Mm-hmm. So going in there and just see, seeing smiling faces and seeing that those people wanted to make a difference in their life too. And then you're part of that. So yes. I can definitely see you being like, you walk in there and all of a sudden it's like, Oh, it's like this, just this big aura around you, you know, like, I'm so happy to be here. And on the other end of that, it was like, you were going into those days. You were so happy, but you were so fried. Like you were so proud. Yeah. yeah, totally. And at that stage, I just, I just really didn't know any different. I blamed all my feeling bad on shift work. I, and as you say, you have no energy for anything else. Like I kind of defeated the purpose of CrossFit. Cause I mean, with CrossFit, you want to get, as fit as you can just for life, I guess. Um, But then when it came to my quote unquote rest days, which were usually like active recovery days and you just do like a casual 10K row. But anyway, when it came to those days, I had no energy for anything else. Like if anybody would ask me, oh, you want to go on a hike or you want to, you know, go wakeboarding or something like that, I would be like, oh, actually no. And it might impact my training tomorrow. So no, sorry, I'm just going to do nothing. And it's like, that's not the purpose of it. Yeah, it's, it sucks too, because like you just turned down something that sounded amazingly fun. And it's just fun. to be like, no, you know what, it'll, it'll, it'll impact my quote unquote training, you know, like, yeah. like we're getting paid to do that or something. But I felt, you know, I was, I was in the same boat. It's so funny that you bring that up because it's like yeah. everything you know, revolved around what we were doing at CrossFit. Like every single thing we did, our timing of us eating, you know, we got to be, got to be there at a certain amount of time. So we have to warm up for this long. Then we got to train, then we got to do this. And the funny thing that you just said is when you go in for a casual 10 K row, like I love how, (laughs) I love how we always did that. Like, well, I'm not going to train today, but I'm just going to go in and do three by five, five K row. Like, like, no, that's training. That's not a rest day. Like that's training. Like that's looking at like an hour worth of rowing for a 10 K. Like that's ridiculous. You know? Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. And like all those, um, as you said, all those hormonal adaptations, uh, again, I, at that stage, I just blamed them on, um, on my shift work. But so for me, it, it just looked like, um, my cycle was completely messed up. Um, I was super, super moody. Um, I would, I would feel depressed. Like I just, I was not myself anymore. I would actually say that I, I completely like my personality almost shifted a little bit until I, I heard from multiple people like that's very unlike you. You're normally such a positive person, and suddenly you're sitting there and like almost looking depressed and so so i just knew it was time to change something and it's almost like too late you know like when you start Mm -hmm. to realize it or here's here's like you may you may be able to relate to this too now that i'm thinking about it like when i start get to get when i started getting educated and going through the nci level one that's when everything kind of got everything Mm -hmm. turning in my head i'm like oh well i'm doing all of those things that jason phillips just said don't do and i'm doing (laughs) and i'm doing all of them like multiple times and I'm yes. telling the people around me like, oh shit, you're okay, but you're really not. Like we were all in the same boat. Like everyone was like, why are we all so tired? It's like, <laughs> you're not taking the time to understand and recoup your body and even sleep. Like yes. I had, I had a job as well. I didn't have a shift job like you did. That sounds horrible. Your shift that, that I don't even know how you now today, I don't even know how you did something like that because <laughs> I honestly don't even know. <laughs> Cause like, you're like, and especially like turning some fun down of going, on a, on a hike with your friends, like you just said, like, no, that's not the Lisa that I know. Or that's not the Lisa that anyone will see if you go on Instagram, like that's not her. Like she's always up to go f- to do something like that. All her pictures, mm-hmm. all the beautiful places that she goes, like that is what she does. So to like put those things aside, like something had to be wrong, right? Like it's, when you started getting more educated, were you like, oh shit, you're right. You know, like, uh, it was, it was so much, so many light bulbs going off. It was yep. just like, bing, 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 bing. And that's, that's totally exactly why I wanted to do this full time because I just thought I, I want to help some, somebody else, or I want to help other people. The sad thing is that most of the time, like I remember my first CrossFit coach, um, he actually said to me like multiple times, like you're overdoing it. Don't do two a days. You know, I'm, I might like not let you in the gym anymore in the evening, but in the end of course like you don't want to listen it's just like, oh no that doesn't apply to me i i can handle it that has nothing to like it makes me feel so good training how can it possibly be bad for me 
<laughs> I, I love, I, I can relate to that story. So in so many ways, and it's like, until you stop, take a, you stop, take a step back, understand what you're doing. That's actually hurting, hurting your body, hurting the system that you're trying to put into place. Like you really don't know. Like you don't no. know. And we probably see the same, I see the same people today. I don't go to CrossFit like you do, but I go to multiple gyms, um, multiple day, uh, gyms, multiple days for the, for when I train people, I see the same thing too. You see, you know, people, you know, the black circles under their eyes, they're lethargic, you know, uh, men and women still doing the same cardio stuff at 4am as they're doing at, you know, 4pm and they're rarely lifting weights and they're always there on time. They look so malnourished and they have like, yes. You know, they have like that, that cardio body, right? Where there's really low muscle tone, you know, there's not enough calories going in and they look so tired and of course not having fun at all in whatever exactly. that they do. And that's a telltale sign, right? When we can look at someone and be like, well, how many days do you work out? And they're like, well, I work out six days. You're like, what do you do? Like I mainly do cardio and a little bit of weight. You're like I can tell, I can see yeah. that in your face. Like you, you have to feel like shit, right? And they're like, I think the big thing is too, is like people don't know that they feel that bad because mm -hmm. they've been living in that for so long. Like, do you still yeah. come across people today where you're like, hey, 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 besides your clients, not your clients, like anyone that's around you, are you still like, hey, like, how do you feel? Like, you, you look kind of malnourished. Do you actually see people like that all the time still? All the time, oh, absolutely. Or, um, you know, at, at CrossFit sometimes as well, those people that have been there for multiple years and they're just like plateauing, like nothing is happening. And not just for a month or two, I'm talking like, they haven't progressed in two years or maybe even regressed. And then oh, you're like, oh, okay, so how, how much sleep are you getting? Oh yeah. You know, like five hours most nights. And then I do this and that I rush to work and I pick up my kids and I do this. And then I tr try to come again and uh, sometimes do two a days and you're like, Oh yeah. Okay. You're, you're getting it so wrong. Less is more my friend. If you're trying to gain strength here, that's not how you're doing it. And that's not how it's going to happen ever. <laughs> So, yeah, it's, it's sad to see that, you know, cause it's like, you can relate totally to them. And like, we are mm -hmm. in the same boat. Like I get what you're doing, but let me tell you, if you stop doing that, you'll feel better. And for it, even with nutrition too, and people are like, oh, you know what? I just can't stop having those, you know, two, three, four glasses of wine every single night of the night, every single day of the, of the week. And you're like, wait, every single day. They're like, yeah, usually Monday through Sunday, we usually have a, a bottle of wine at the table. And it's like, okay, well, we need to start cutting that back. And it's not like you pull, pull the bandaid off right away. No. You just take a day or two. Or even exactly. if, if it's been incorporated that much, you say, instead of two glasses, have one. And it's like mm -hmm. one of those things too, you try to tell those people, it's like, listen, I know you're not just going to stop coming to the gym twice tomorrow, but let's pull back from five sessions to four. And then hopefully yeah. you can get them down to three and be like, why don't you just come back to me in a month and see how you feel? I mean, but it's like, yeah. when we look, when we look like that from the outside, we were the exact same people that we're trying to educate today, whether that be fitness or nutrition or through coaching at a CrossFit gym and running classes. So it's Absolutely. like, how do you come across those people a little bit? And like, do you, do you try to nicely help them without telling them what they're doing wrong? Or like, what's your first, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's a, there's a time and a place guys where like, we as coaches have to do like bad cop, bad cop. Like there is no good cop really, you know? Like, so like, how do you really approach some of those people at the CrossFit gym? Well, I mean, the, I try, I guess with education, that's the biggest thing. And sadly, most of the time, as you just said as well, um, you need to feel before you believe. Um, and it's just the, the messed up thing is that uh, it's such a con it's a concept that sounds so backwards like it just doesn't seem to make sense in our minds how can doing less give us more results and how can eating more actually get me to lose more weight or how can eating more actually be more beneficial for my health and get me to feel better like how it just it just doesn't logically make sense to people and the only way that you can get it across is really through education examples and sadly unfortunately sometimes they just need to hit a wall and be like i've tried everything nothing else is working help me help me and then you're like okay i know what to do and you're gonna feel better within a couple of weeks like trust me just trust me i guess gaining their trust first is probably yeah the the main way I mean, it's, it's so hard, right? Because isn't that like our, our daily battle is what, what you exact, well, exactly what you just said is like the daily battle. Like, no, listen, trust me, like come out of the gym, you know, take some days off of the week, but I want you to, you know, apply more food. People are like, you're crazy. 
get out of yeah. here. You know, like exactly. you're nuts. You do this for a living, you suck. And it's like, you're battling all those things. And I think a lot of people have those problems too, where they're like, well, I'm just going to do like a 30 day, you know, detox, or I'm going to do <laughs> like a 30 day fad diet. That'll help. And it's like, no, 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 no. Like your body is in, it's, it has no idea what's going on. The last thing you need to be doing is pulling out an entire macronutrient for 30 days. Exactly. How do and you think that's, I think that's where, like you said, where it's almost like you have to hit a wall. Like I think yeah. when people do things like that, they think in 30 days, they're going to fix the detriment that they've done over years and years. Mm -hmm. And I think, man, I think, I think that goes right into my next question for you. It's like, how are you now training as compared to, back in the day, like trying to have an aesthetic body or body composition for, for versus like eating for performance for you today. Mm -hmm. Cause now, I mean, you're eating some amazing food, not to mention your travels. Like I need to eat what you're eating. That's what I got to say. <laughs> but like, how, how is, how has that shifted? Like, how has your training shifted and how has your, um, your food and your ability to your uptake of food that you're now having? I'm sure your body is just perfect now. Oh, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's great. I mean, so with training, first of all, I guess, um, like I alluded to earlier, I had an had an injury. Then it was not just my neck; I had something on my wrist as well. So I was essentially forced to stop doing CrossFit and for uh, well permanently, I guess. But I, I stopped it and I tra transitioned more to gym-based training, and I hated it the first few months. I was like, I'm all by myself. Nobody cares if I'm here. What am I even doing? This is so boring. And you kind of leave the gym every day. And you don't feel like you've given it your all. And you're like, really? Is this enough? I, I'm not like on the floor sweating, feeling, feeling like I almost just died. How can this be sufficient training? But, you know, it was on my schedule. So I was like, oh, all right then. I always felt like I needed to do more the first few months. It was, it was definitely a mental struggle. Um, but I guess I just stuck with the plan. And then eventually I started appreciating like the some of the positive things of going to the gym I could go on my own at my own time and um, I found more um, like variety of other exercises and accessory work and then when I started seeing more results in terms of definition and so on I was like oh I'm actually doing less but I'm seeing more I'm gonna stick with that and so yeah just been trying some different gym programs and I've really been enjoying them and I, I love it now so my training now I, I still train five to six times a week, but just 45 minutes to about an hour. And I haven't done any med cons or any like high intensity work since then, which it's been over two years. Um, and I, I feel great. Like I, I have so much more energy throughout the day. Um, I come home after the gym and I still feel like I can do stuff and I don't think like, Oh no, I can't even squat down to the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> How how's right. this going to work? You know, like I just have energy for life. Um, and with uh, nutrition, uh, like I said, so sort of uh, before, even before the injury, I found uh, macros and thankfully it got me to eat quite a lot even when I was still doing CrossFit I um for anybody else who's counting macros like I was always on like 2,400 calories or so so quite, quite high for a female my, my size for reference I'm like I think it's 5'4 maybe so reasonably small at about 120 pounds or so um, so yeah, I mean a lot of food, but it, I needed it. I needed it to fuel my training, to fuel um, like everything else I was doing. And even now that my training intensity has definitely decre decreased, I'm still eating a really good amount of food, like 2,200 calories. Again, everybody's metabolism is very different, but I eat a lot of food and I eat a lot of protein and I do eat a lot of vegetables. So um, I was tracking macros consistently for over, over three years, like very disciplined. And um, that has allowed me as well that now when I'm traveling, I have so much freedom and knowledge around how I can navigate all of that. I still try to track a little bit for like my own accountability and particularly when I'm home so that I am um, can really like dial things in when I'm home I take my supplements with me I always try to prioritize like vegetables and and protein when I'm on the road and um, but I still like I try local cuisine I try um, fun things here and there and I can still more or less hit, hit my macros most days um, believe it or not but yeah all the all that time of like meticulously tracking has definitely led me to where I'm at now and when people tell me oh macros are so restrictive macros are like oh it's just I feel so limited I'm like 
no, you're not getting it. It's the other way around. It's right. so liberating because you're just like, I can look at food and I'm like, okay, cool. That's six ounces of chicken. Sweet. It gets me to my goal now. That means I can probably after that, I still have roughly about 300 calories left. Yeah, I'll have some dessert. I'll share it with somebody, that kind of thing. Whereas before that, I used to think like, oh my gosh, no, I can't have anything because uh, I'm, I was just so afraid it would be too much or I, I just had no idea really. Yeah, I think that it's it's so wild that you said that because you know we are we're, you're creating freedom through tracking your food and like you said mm -hmm. you did it for so long three plus years so meticulously when now when you do travel um, I'm sure you're not pulling out your pocket uh, pocket scale and weighing every no. single piece of fruit you're eating it's like you've learned on how to look at food instead of looking at it that way you're like now you have this great basis of your whole book it's like it's like your food bible that you bring with you everywhere mm -hmm. and you know just by looking at food as opposed to you know the average, you know, the American that goes on vacation. And when they get back they're like, I'll tell you what I did everything I shouldn't have done for like seven days. And I feel yeah. like shit and I overindulge. It's like, until we're doing that, we don't really know we're overindulging, but mm -hmm. we like, it's like almost like we go on vacation to just let loose like that. It's like, but how, how big of a difference is that from the rest of your life though? If you're not, if you're not looking at what you're, look, what you're eating on vacation, like how are you looking at food when you come home if you don't track at all? It's almost exactly. like, hey, wait a minute. Like there's really no freedom here, but yet you're so upset that you're not, you don't have the energy that you want. You don't look the way you do. Your, your gym sucks. Like, you know, you in the gym is just horrible. Your workouts are ridiculously mm -hmm. disgusting. It's almost like don't complain if you're not gonna do, do the time. So I think exactly. it's great you said that because if you're doing, gonna do the time, it creates that wonderful freedom in your life of you just not even worrying anymore. Exactly. I don't worry. And the thing is, I have absolutely no desire to go on a holiday or anywhere else and overindulge because I'm not restricting at any stage. Like I, if I want to eat pancakes tomorrow morning, I will because I know how to compensate for that with the rest of my day. Or if I want to have dessert at some point or whatever, you know, I have no desire to feel like grossed out about myself or just like I'm super, super full or anything like that. And I just, um, I think I'm enjoying the process of everything else. Like I, I love my training when people are like, what, you're going to go there and you're still going to train? Why? Or are you going to go there and you're still going to have like protein and vegetables? I'm like, yeah, I enjoy it. I actually yeah. thoroughly enjoy my training. I think I can enjoy um, being on holiday or being somewhere else a lot more if I spend that hour in the gym making myself feel good and just getting a bit of activity in, and then I don't mind sitting on a bus on a plane or sightseeing or whatever later on because I just feel more balanced. And that's the whole thing. I think if I can bring it down to anything, it would be just balance overall, like a little bit of fun foods, but also some healthy nutrition, a little bit of training, but not three or four hours a day where you completely smash yourself so you can't enjoy the rest of your day anymore, but like right. something that gets you to feel good and actually gives you results. Um, and it just, it goes um, for everything really. I mean, you can apply that to work, not probably not the best idea to work like 12 hours every single day and then getting to your weekends where you just feel like you need to make up for losing that whole time during the week and smashing yourself or numbing yourself or whatever it is. It's just, yeah, try and find balance. If I can give people one advice, that would be it. And it's like you, if, if people weren't listening to this podcast and I guess those people that come to you are like, Oh, you're still going to train that way. You're still going to eat that way. You're on a vacation. But it's like, you just said you're in and out of the gym in less than an hour. Like you get in, you do your shit, you record what you're doing. By the way, guys, when you guys start following Lisa on Instagram, she posts a workout damn near every single day, wherever <laughs> she's at. Doesn't matter if she's in the country or not. She is posting a workout. So if you guys need workout advice, tips, or how to do stuff, she posts it all the time in her story. So check that out too. <laughs> But you say you spend 45 minutes, you know, like, that's great. I, I preach the same thing. Like, you don't need to be in there for over an hour to 90 minutes to two hours. It comes, it's diminished returns. Exactly. You're only putting yourself more in the red because if we're there for, let's just say you're there for, you're at the gym for 90 minutes or two hours. Mm -hmm. If you're doing that, that is above and beyond what you need to be doing. And let's just say you think right away you're 100% in nutrition. So you know you're not. You know mm -hmm. you're not 100% in nutrition. So why are you going over and above what you should be doing in the gym? To me, that's like, it's another balance thing where it's like, we really need to tell people, especially on this podcast, like if you guys are listening, this is good for Lisa's lifestyle. 
This is what she has come up with. It's an adherable plan that she can sustain and have for years, the rest of her life, the rest of her life. I I can't eat the same amount of food she does. You know, I don't travel as much as she does. We have different jobs, like all these things. So I obviously couldn't take what she's having and put it on my plate or do the same workouts that she's having because I I like a little bit more intensity, but this is what she's doing. So I think it's a big thing that we tell people, like, you got to find what works for you, right? Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. You couldn't apply uh, my nutrition to everybody and my training is in the same way. But yeah, and uh, I just wanted to touch on what you said with the diminished returns, because if, if you're spending too much time in the gym or like two, three hours one day, um, and then the next day you can't, you just can't give it your all anymore. And for me, by limiting it to a set amount of time where I can put the maximum amount of intensity in it or like focus and really, um, I guess, yeah, giving it my best. That way I can perform at my best nearly every day. And that doesn't need to mean like that, that I'm smashing myself, but I can perform really well. If I spend two, three hours, then the next day I wouldn't be able to give as much. And then the next day I probably wouldn't. And so right. that's that's how we're like getting less out of it, essentially, even though we're doing more. Yeah, and it's almost like you get take, it doesn't take just one day to, for that recovery. You know, if you spend those two to three hours at the gym, you're talking three days, four days before you can even have another wonderful, if all things go right, if you're sleeping exactly. eight to 10 hours, if you're eating enough exactly. calories, it's going to be like three or four days to get another amazing workout. And I think that's where a lot of people go wrong too, is like they'll do, you know, an hour worth of cardio before they go lift weights. And it's almost mm-hmm. like you can flip that around, do 30, 30 minutes of lifting weights and do really light cardio. Or don't do cardio at all. And I think yeah. you, get, you would get better results, like way better results, right? I mean, like, you're a prime example of stopping everything that you, that you love to do because just because you love to do it, but you knew something was off and something was wrong. You took the time mm-hmm. to fix that. You got educated. Um, I don't know if you have a coach right now, but I know you work with Cody. It's like, that's damn near close enough, you know, mm-hmm. to having one of the best coaches in the business right now. If you guys don't know who that is, that's Cody McBroom from uh, Boom Boom Performance. Young dude is just taking over. Um, the nutrition space. And I'm so glad when you got that job with him, you were so ecstatic. I remember your first post, like, Oh, I was. So oh, do you see my name? Do you see my name? You, you, you changed it. So, but it's one of those things like you have to understand, like go in, lift some, lift some weights, put some pressure on the body and get the hell out and concentrate more on what you're doing in the kitchen and what mm-hmm. you're doing outside. Right? Like you have, I want to dive into this a little bit more. You have an amazing morning, afternoon and evening routine that like, I think I wrote, I wrote this down to ask you about it. And I think I put something like, make sure to tell her that you're super jealous of everything that she does throughout the day. Because believe it or not, as you know, I can take inspiration and your motivation and use it for myself and my clients too. And that's how we look at each other as coaches, right? Like that's another reason why we want to put so much content out is the fact that like we need to count, you're, you're keeping me accountable, whether you know it or not. Like your morning routine, every time you post a book, if I don't do it that morning, I'm like, fuck you, Lisa, for posting that. <laughs> because I get so mad because you're like, now I got to wake up tomorrow and read and underline some good stuff and post it. I get so mad. But in another sense, it's like, thank you for doing that because you're keeping me accountable for me to be doing everything that I need to be doing too. And I think your morning routine with everything that you do, and, and I know you do a lot of yoga and you do a lot of stretching and all that stuff too. It's like, what can you tell people? I'm a big, big, proponent on this of the morning routine. I've been posting about it for quite some time. Even um, Brandon Whitehead, a BW legend, if you don't follow him, guys, follow him. He, um, he got me on, I had him on the podcast and we got done. We started talking when the podcast was over after we stopped recording. And he's like, listen, he was so serious, so serious. Mm -hmm. He's like, it sounds to me, we talked for over an hour. He's like, it sounds to me that you need a wonderful morning routine. Cause I used to tell him he used to wake up about two and a half hours later than I do today. Um, now, and I've only been doing this for over about 40, 50 days. He's like, you trust me, it's, it's life changing. Mm -hmm. What can you tell people about why you are so strict? Not just because of work, take work off the table. What is it? How, what is your morning routine done for you? Um, yeah, I was, I was actually doing that or some kind of version of that morning routine, even before I became a coach. And, um, I almost want to say that or attribute me becoming a coach and reaching a lot of my goals because of my morning routine, simply because it sets me up for the day, right? And what I mean by that is it doesn't have to be at 5 a.m. or 4 a.m. or 6 a.m. even for people. It can be at any time. But the important thing is that you devote some time of the day 
to your own personal development. And it's just the truth. The truth is just for most people, I want to say like 99% of the time, it's got to be in the morning because otherwise stuff comes up and I'm no exception there. If I, if I was like, Oh, I'm going to do it every day before bed. Yeah. That's not happening because then one day you go out for dinner Mm -hmm. and you're like, yeah, no, I've had a glass of wine. I don't really want to, (laughs) or, you know, like you watch a movie, like I'm so comfortable. I'm not going to do anything. So it has to be in the morning for me. That's number one. And because my day is so, or most of my days, I don't have like a routine in terms of, I just work somewhere and then I have my weekends because I have so much variability, like with my travels and everything else. This is the one thing that is, has to be super structured for me. And just because it, it gets me in the work mode, it gets me in the mode of like, these are my goals and that's what I want to achieve in the day, in the month, in the year. And essentially it just brings me on the right track. So for me, I can just give you an example of what it looks like for me at the moment, but um, just know if anybody, if if you haven't read the book, A Miracle Mornings, I highly recommend reading it. And it just encourages you to do 30 minutes of, um, or not, sorry, not 30 minutes, to give it a morning routine, a try for 30 consecutive days. And by the end of that, you're going to, I swear you're going to love it and you're going to be so in it. So Miracle Mornings, I think it's by Al Harad or Hal Arad or something. Anyway, you'll find it when you Google um, Miracle Mornings, it'll come up straight away. So anywho, my morning routine at the moment takes about 20 to 30 minutes. Um, for the uh, author of the book, it takes an hour, but he says you can even shorten it down to as, as little as six minutes if you really need to. And what I do... I wake up and then I do 10 minutes of meditation and I'm going to say 10 minutes is probably really long for somebody who's just starting with it. I will also say that I'm doing a guided meditation. So I use an app, an app called calm, but you can also use this another one called headspace or whatever, just because in the beginning, I think it's very hard to try and think of nothing quote unquote. And you just tend to like go through your, um, your checklist for the day and your to-do list and all that. So if you have a guided meditation, then it's so much easier. Um, and that's what I do for 10 minutes. I would start with three to five if, I, if, if you're new to it. And then after that, I spend however long I feel I need on the day journaling. And with that, I personally, like you can write down anything that you want. I recommend writing at least three things that you're grateful for. That would be something that I would tell anybody to do. And what comes after that is up to you. So whether that is something um, I'm processing my day, I'm something that's on my mind, or whether I'm writing down my next 90-day goals, 30-day goals, my goals for the day, or and or action steps, it can be anything. So some some days it's a page long, some days it's three sentences long, some days it's three pages, whatever is on my mind. And it's so definitely that like it's definitely like you need to write it down too, not in yes. your phone. You need to no. write it down. Exactly. That makes a big, big difference as well. Just having something written in front of you and the actual act of of performing or of writing it down. Absolutely. So yeah, it takes somewhere between five to 10 minutes probably. Um, So for me, so that would be at 15 to 20 minutes now. And then the, um, then I read 10 pages of some sort of self-development book. Um, And 10 pages might not sound like a lot or it might sound like a lot to you. You can start with one page, but I mean, even if you're not a big reader, if you only read one page by the end of the year, you still would have read at least one or two more books than you did the previous year. And just having like a page of, Hey, come, let's put in some work. Don't get distracted is so much more motivating than not reading anything at all. And um, yeah, so, so that helps me. And then after that I do, like three sun salutations, which is basically like five minutes of a bit of yoga um, just to get my body moving, have my green string. And then I start my day and start with my most important tasks. And it just, yeah, it really sets me up well for the day and gets, gets me into the right mindset. And I love it. I wouldn't miss it. want to miss it. In the beginning, I was like, oh, I'm going to take the weekends off. Um, but then it got to a point where I actually missed it. <laughs> <laughs> I did so the same now, thing. I did the exact same thing. I did the exact mm-hmm. same thing. Yeah, it's just, it's just, it's just such a good start to the day. It's unbelievable. I love that too. And it's like everything that you said too, guys. If you didn't notice, you need to like rewind back and listen to this podcast again because everything, all the, all these little tidbits and tips and tricks, Elise has given you. Nothing has been overwhelming. 
And it's probably a lot less time than you actually thought people spend mm-hmm. on this. I think a lot of people are like, ah, journaling, who's got time for that shit? You know, who's got time to do that, all that stuff in the morning? Well, she's not telling you the, all, the other half of it, guys. Like, she gets up at the same time every day and she has to do this every day to stay on track. And this is what makes her day go by easier, not mm-hmm. harder. All yeah. of these things that she's doing is making her day easier for her. So she can get more done. It's not just like, you know, you hear like that from entrepreneurs, right? Like hustle, 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 grind, grind, grind all the time, all the time, all the time. It's like, that's great because they've been doing it that way. That may work for them. But if you really take a step back and start reading some of these books, like Lisa says, or like a Craig Ballantine book or anything like that, these things are setting you up. Like even he says, if you have to wake up in the morning and one of his big things in his last book was if you have to wake up in the morning and start writing out your day, you've already lost. Mm-hmm. And that was like, <laughs> my mind exploded when I started reading these because you got me those books. So thank you about that. You, you got me all those <laughs> books. Welcome. Yeah. Yeah. He actually sent me another one. I read all three of his books in the last, in the last two or three months, I read everything already. And I'm, and that's how it is. It's like, so at nighttime, we're doing that gratitude journaling, mm-hmm. getting that all off my head and then going to bed and I wake up and then I wake up with my day already planned out for the night before I get right to reading. It's like, who am, who am I? Who is this person? You know, like before, <laughs> before noon, our day is, is on the right foot. It's so positive. We already have one or two meals in us. We have a little bit of coffee, caffeine. Us. We're ready to go. We're like attacking the day. And what is that really doing? That's really giving us that freedom, right? We go back to freedom and mm-hmm. we're such, we're way better coaches. We're, we're way better people for doing this, right? We wake yeah. up less stressed. We go to bed less stressed. We have less stress throughout the day. And, and it's one that, of those, less anxiety as well. I mean, it's, <sighs> it's easy to get just get so caught up or get caught up in your own stress. And again, stress essentially is just something that we create in our own minds. I mean, nobody really like, yeah, what is it? It's, it's nothing tangible. So it comes from your own mind. Absolutely. But yeah, I guess the other tip um, for people would just be start small. Like don't think you need to do half an hour of meditation because like, yeah, that's, that's just setting you up for failure or you need to write 10 pages or you need to read a book in a week or so. Don't right. put that pressure on you because it's just, it's just not going to work that way. Start small and you can always increase what you like and make it your own. If, if um, meditation isn't for you, then that's fine, but give it a go for 30 days um, and find something that, yeah, just like with nutrition and training that works for you. And it's nothing where, after one session of doing your morning routine, you're going to be like, Oh my God, I feel amazing. This is, this is it. That's not how it works. It's just, again, like with training, it's the accumulation of what you do daily. That's gonna, after months make you feel like, Hey, I'm starting my day so much more focused, but it's not where you finish your meditation. You're like, Oh, I feel great. That's, that's not going to happen. Give it time. Right. I I think when I started, it was, it was probably around the 30 day mark when, I started to finally start making posts on Instagram about what I'm doing in the morning. And that's, I think it was like day 30 or day 33, where it was like that week on that Saturday, I had said, you know, just take the weekends, do your, like you, you grind so much through the, the, during the week, Monday through Friday, like take a Saturday, do whatever you want. You have clients on Sunday too, that I go see and I train them too. So there's a, there's not a whole lot of days I get to myself, but that's, that's changing now because of these routines, right? I have more energy with the routine. I believe it was around day 30 to like, let's just say 30 to 35, where that Saturday I was like, you know what? I'm going to continue this. I'm going to get up. I'm going to go get a coffee. I'm going to bring, I'm going to bring my laptop without my charger. And when my laptop runs out, I'm going to go home. Mm -hmm. The amount of work, newsletters, writings, content that is made in those couple of hours is almost better than the entire week. Yes. And it's like, you're so far ahead. And now I'm programming for all my clients online for training. It's like, I don't have to, I don't have to cram that on a Sunday. I can, <laughs> I can go have a workout in the morning and I can go, you know, grab a beer, watch some football or anything that you like, I don't normally do. I'm like, yes. this is the only year um, that I've actually been able to sit down and watch sports on Sunday. I'm not a big sports guy, but I'm like, huh, look at all that free time. But it's because yep. of the time and the work that you're getting done. And it's not that I'm working more, just you're mm-hmm. being more efficient. Mm-hmm. Right. And the same I thing with that. like what you were saying, you're being more efficient in the gym. So you're seeing better returns in a way faster way. Yes. It's like the same thing of if you're so, if you don't know what to do and hire a coach and you just don't know where to go, hire a coach. Cause guess what? That's the only way to fast track to your goals. Because like you said, this is something that is starting to become 
for me imprinted in my every single day. And for you, it's already there. And it's like, you're taking all these things. You already know it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't work. So you can go ahead and pave that road with nothing but successful steps towards your goals. Um, is that kind of the way you see a lot of yourself going into from everything that you do into your clients? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's so hard to, again, it's hard to pass on knowledge or pass on emotions and things like that. But I do try to base everything on habits, like creating sustainable habits, whether it is with mindset work or with the nutrition or anything like that, because no matter what I teach them or what um, plan I give them or macros I give people, it's not going to work if they don't make that a routine thing and they don't start enjoying the process of it eventually. Of course, you're going to hate the beginning at, at some point or feel like, oh, I don't want to put that in my, my fitness pal anymore. Or, I really don't want to go to the, the gym today or I really want to work out more today. Sometimes, you know, so I hear both from various clients. Um, but at some point, it just needs to become a routine and a habit and you will start enjoying it. Just like we're saying, we're enjoying our morning routine now. What do you do for, do you have a nighttime routine as well or no? Um, nighttime, not so much. More um, in terms of it benefiting my sleep. So I would just try to not look at electronics like, I guess, 45 minutes to an hour before I go to bed because I have been struggling with sleep for so long. And by now I've managed to fix it for a good part, but it's still something that I'm working on. Just still, still after o- over two years getting my hormones really like aligned and my sleep fixed, I guess. Um, so I need to be kind of diligent about it and be strict when it comes to like yeah, blue light and or using blue light blockers at least. And then just trying to wind down before bedtime and getting, yeah, having actually like a sleep routine just in terms of doing my, my, my bathroom routine and yeah, just really winding down, I guess. I don't really do a lot of like any more mindset work at night. I'm pretty spent and ready to go to sleep, but that's about it. (laughs) So for a lot of people, I don't think I've really had a guest on that really kind of talked about their routines for nighttime, but I think if you can dive into a little bit of what you actually just said for the community that may not know guys like, you know, get on some blue blockers for the blue light and try to wind yourself down. And and Lisa said, step away from your electronics, at least an hour before you go to bed. Like Lisa, why is that so important for almost every single person who's listening to this? You know, why is that so important and how can that actually benefit your next day? So, I mean, uh, it all comes down to, first of all, optimizing your circadian rhythm. And one of the most beneficial things you can do for your circadian rhythm is going to bed and getting up basically at the same time every single day, whether weekend or not. And that is one of the hardest things to wrap your mind around, I guess, because we're so used to that whole sentiment of, oh, Friday night, let's stay out till like 2, 3 a.m. I need to make the most of it. And then you're completely messing up your sleep schedule for the week and then Sunday comes around and you know that you need to get up on Monday again but you're finding it hard to go to bed on time so I guess yeah trying to stay within like an hour of going to bed at the same time every single day would be a very good thing to do and then there's lots of other things like again um, limiting um, blue light exposure the hour before sleep um, so whether that is just completely turning off your TV or laptop, uh, we're all so tempted to to do the last thing that you do before you go to bed is like checking your emails, checking your Instagram or whatever. And first of all, you might read something upsetting just before you go to sleep. So why do that? Uh, there we go. Yes. We all have, yeah, we've all had that thing where you get an email and you're like, fuck, why am I just, yes. I just, why did I just read that? And then it keeps like spinning in your mind and you're like, oh, I wish I wouldn't have read that just before bed. So, I mean, that's reason number one, just put your phone away like half an hour, an hour before bed so that at least if that happens, you know, you can always write it out. You can still do some, some breathing or something that gets you calm again. Um, and the other thing is just that light, it has such a bad effect on us, even if on your on your phone, if you install an app or uh, some phones, you can set the lighting itself. If you dim that down, it still doesn't. It still has a negative effect on you um, and it will make your sleep quality worse, but it will also 
make you not fall asleep as quickly. So um, people always think it's just the falling asleep, but it actually can also contribute to you waking up more throughout the night. So getting some good quality blue light blockers um, would be very beneficial, particularly if you work at night or if you have to look at your phone at night. Um, so yeah, that that would be something else. Um, yeah, limiting alcohol most nights, <laughs> just because we always think it sends you to sleep more easily, and it does, but it's just not the same quality of sleep. Right. Um, having a good quality meal before you go to bed, and by that I mean mostly protein, some fat, carbs can actually help you fall asleep as well, but not sugar, like sugar can spike insulin throughout the night, causing you to wake up more often. Um, yeah, those are some, some little hints and tricks here and there. Um, and uh, other than that, of course, uh, one good thing would be after you get up, going outside pretty quickly, which in wintertime, particularly in Chicago, I can imagine it's not that much fun and there's probably not that much sun either. <laughs> it's not in Germany either. But yeah, in, in summertime, it's supposed to be very helpful if you go out in the daylight within half an hour after waking up. And that's very beneficial for your circadian rhythm. That's awesome. Um, thank you so much for those tips. And particularly, I think you're the only person that's talked about a nighttime routine and what you should be doing. I look back at that, I'm like, how many episodes have I have? No one's ever talked about that. So thank you very much for that for the community. Um, so I like, I like to do something a little like kind of, kind of like what Cody does and kind of put you in the hot seat, but my questions are a little bit different and it's not even a question. It's just, I'm going to put you in the hot seat really quick. Um, I always try to have our guests leave something super, super, super informative that the community, as soon as they hit stop or stop listening to this podcast, they can take three actionable items with them immediately and start using them today as soon as they start stop listening. What are some of Lisa's top three to get you started on the right path to success? Okay, well, start, start with the morning routine. Um, 30 days, I challenge you to 30 days of a morning routine. It can be as short as six minutes. It can be only meditation or only journaling, but it, or it can be a combination of those. Pick one of them and do that for 30 days every single morning. And if you don't feel any positive effect of it, um, feel free to send me a DM on Instagram or <laughs> however you want to, honestly. Just um, yelling at you. Yeah, exactly. So that would be step number one. Step uh, or the, the first thing. Second thing would be look at your life and just in general, see how you can find more balance. If that is, um, reducing your training at some point or if that is just being more balanced with nutrition in terms of giving yourself a little bit more flexibility or um, just anything reducing some time at work and spending more time with your family just balance that would be a key word that i want to throw out there for people um and step number three um read more. <laughs> yes, yes. And if you don't like reading audiobooks, listen to a podcast. I, I don't mind what it is, but turn off that bloody radio and that bloody TV in the background that really is just messing up your mind and doesn't really bring any educational content across most of the time anyway, and put right. something on that is positive, that's encouraging and or educational. I think that goes back to like, how about the morning routine? Like imagine if we woke up for the first 30 minutes of our day, we walked out, sat in front of the TV and we put on like news. Oh like God. imagine what that would do to your every, you would be so upset. That's like, that's like going right to your phone and sitting down for the first 30 minutes, putting like putting on Facebook on your phone and immediately are mad at the first five things you look at. Oh like, yeah. That's the obvious thing is, Lisa's been talking about the complete opposite the last hour, guys. So please go back and take notes about this. This is as simple. You've you made this so simplistic, Lisa. And that's, that's what I love that you do. And you do that too on your Instagram page all the time, the education that you give to the masses for free. You simplify everything so easily. It's almost like, damn, how can I not do it? How can I not try it for 30 days? How can I not? Like, it's almost like you've taken every excuse off the table. And you're like, no, it's not that hard. This is all you have to do. And then people are like, that's it? That, that, that's, that's really all I have to do? Like, no, seriously, like, that's it. 
Spend less time in the gym. Get more sleep. Focus on your nutrition over your training. Only spend 45 minutes. Like this is everything that I think would be a great start for everyone to start doing, especially if you're super tired and you don't know why you're tired. Mm -hmm. I think these are all great things to look at. And I think you've simplified this so amazingly that there's no reason why everyone who is listening to this right now, I do challenge you to do everything that Lisa has done in your own way, shape, or form to fit your lifestyle. Because I can guarantee you this, if you guys have half of the emotion and love that this girl has for her, her, her free way of living that she has and what she puts into her clients, if you have half of that, your life will change tremendously. Lisa, I want to say thank you so much for your time and your energy for the community and the Everyday Growth Podcast. Thank you so much for having You're me awesome. on. It's honestly been a pleasure. I very much enjoyed talking to you. Where can everyone find you? How can they look you up? How can they shoot you an email or a DM? Totally. Um, so on Instagram, my handle is CoachLisa underscore BBP. So for Boom Boom Performance. Um, so coach Lisa underscore boom, boom performance. That's where I put out most of my content really. And otherwise, if you want to shoot me an email, my email is Lisa at boom, boom, Thank you so much once again. And guys, please do us a huge favor. This episode will drop today or tomorrow. I'm gonna put this up ASAP. Like I always do. I do not wait for a certain day during the week. I'm so, you know, I want to get this out to the masses as fast as we can. Cause this is very great information that you can use ASAP guys, please take a screenshot of your favorite part tag Lisa, tag myself. We're going to show you guys some love right back. And like always guys, a five-star rating from you really does help to move, move me up the ladder and move this out to the masses even faster. But guys, like I always like to end my podcast with out you guys, we couldn't do what we do. We couldn't be coaches. We couldn't be following a path that we love in life. And you guys, honestly, this podcast wouldn't be here. And Lisa and I would have never met. Exactly. So thank you so much for all that Lisa. Once again, hon, thank you so much for your time and energy today. It's been a blast. Very welcome.